0: recorded live oh, no. How excellence is your day?
1: To welcome you all once again to another edition of the world where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Our God is good today, and He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy to be glorified. He is worthy to be exalted.
0: That's why we're saying.
1: Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again. The mighty name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming
0: king, our strength,
1: our redeemer, very present help in times of trouble. This is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well. Wherever this broadcast is finding you, we thank God for who he is all the wonderful things that he is doing to us through us and for us for those of you that have been worshiping with us you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled unless God intervenes if God don't if God don't get in it then you know a lot of times you know stuff be failing and people be wondering why stuff don't be working out People don't be wondering why and What the Lord is slashing in my spirit now? You know, because we as human beings, it's our nature to try something. It's our nature to try something. You know, the disciples had been fishing all what? Night. Hadn't caught any what? Thing. Jesus told them to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for the catch. See, sometimes, you know, just because, you know, and sometimes you can, you can do the same thing you've been doing. But God intervened, and you get a totally different result. So, so understand, it's not always that you're doing something wrong. Sometimes it's just that God ain't got in that thing yet, yet. Because when God get in that thing, when, when God intervened in the disciples' fishing, when God intervenes in your business, when God intervenes in your marriage, when God intervenes in your church, God said, Robert, as, as, as easy as it is for me to fill a boat up with fish is how easy it is for me to fill a Christian center up with people. Not that you're doing anything wrong, you just gotta wait until I intervene. See, sometimes God, God ain't intervened in a, in a thing yet. So, you know, what you say, an Apostle? What? What do we do? Keep on doing what God has told you to do, and until He intervenes. Because sometimes He tell you to do something, and then He just be kind of watching and waiting to see if you're gonna remain faithful, to see if you're gonna get weak and weary and well doing, and then at the appointed time, God be like, all right fish jumping in the net. all right, souls come into ministry, all right, money come in the account, come on, children, God, y'all like come on, y'all looking at me like I don't know capital a on our side psalm one twenty four and two second chronicles fourteen and seven, capital B in outline, some things remain impossible just until God intervenes. now matthew nineteen twenty six acts two and twenty four capital C, if God don't intervene, your case will end in death now, you need to understand that. Uh, John 11 and 4, Hebrews 9 and 27. And in capital D, we looked at today, it, again, all of this is unless God intervenes, all is meaningless. All is meaningless. We looked earlier today at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 13. We want to look this evening at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. From the New International Version, Scripture reads, Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. Once again, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. Capital D in our line let God intervene. Oh, all is meaningless. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We worship you. We glorify and we exalt you. Father, you are God and beside you there is none other. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak to us, through us, and for us this evening. We thank you for another day. We thank you, Father, for life, health, food to eat, clothes to wear. We thank you, Father, because you have things prepared for us that eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard things that have not even entered into the hearts of men, but you have kept them in store for us. Those who love you pray, Father, that we love you more with the same love that you have displayed toward us. You've been patient with us. You've been kind to us. You've been faithful to us. Father, help us to 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 be this to you and to be this to one another. These and all other blessings, Father, we count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say amen. Paul is meaningless. We see here Timothy, the book of Timothy. Now, Timothy, the meaning in the Greek, Timothy was a companion of Paul. And he was a young leader in the Christian church. He was born at Lystra, had a Greek father, Jewish mother who taught him the scriptures from childhood. Went with Paul on his second missionary journey. And from then on, he helped Paul in his work. Now, you want to understand something, because there are some of you all out there understanding the sound of my voice, some of you hearing it here, that are helping me with my work. God's got special blessing for you. Timothy helped Paul. He helped one of the greatest apostles that ever lived with the work that called him to do. And there were multiple blessings on Timothy's life. Some of you all don't even realize because of your help to the apostolic work, some of your help, some of your helps to the church and to the work of God. God has got multiple blessings that not only is he been pouring out, not only is he pouring out, but even greater blessings that he's going to pour out. Paul, Timothy, was a helper to the apostolic work that God had called Paul to. He was a teacher. And a leader in the church at Ephesus, and he was very, very young to have such an important job, and and you know, so Paul had to encourage him and let him know, you know, that uh, you know, don't let anybody despise you because you're young. Look, young don't mean wrong. You know, we we need to understand that that isn't there some, you know, old don't mean wise. You know, you know, uh, uh, black don't mean stupid. See, a lot of times you know, uh, people people associate certain terms because maybe they've seen a lot of some. They associate, you know, you remember Malcolm X was running around talking about white folk was devils. No, no, all white folk ain't no devils. You know, all black folk ain't no devils. You got to deal with people on an individual what? Basis. You got some white folk that's, that's devils out there, but you got some black folk out there that's devils. Some Chinese folk that's that devils. You, you know, so understand that that people, are as different as snowflakes. They said there's been billions, trillions, uncountable number by man of the number of snowflakes that has fallen and no two have been exactly right. That's just God's. That's just part of God's. Can you imagine? God take the time to design each one and never repeat himself. I've repeated sermons up here. I've repeated. I've gone back and checked. I was like, man, I preached that four years ago or something. God has made snowflakes on top and never any two. Exactly like same with us as human beings. You know, I was kinda I was kinda, you know, I was thinking early today, I was like, Lord, you know, me kind of and Lord kinda community. I was like, Lord, there is nobody that rather be than me. I mean, you know that not that, and one of the things is kind of looking like don't 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 be conceited, in Pass. I ain't been because I mean that. There's nobody I'd rather be than Robert Bryan. Now, there there are some aspects and some characteristics of various individuals that I like. You know, I always like how Michael Jordan played basketball. Oh, you know, I like how T.D. Jakes preach, or I like how you know uh, uh you know uh, uh Junebug uh Bill houses. But it ain't like I would want to be him. Because, you know, as much as I admire what different ones can do, you know, I know that I'm unique. You know, like the snowflakes that we talk about. And you need to understand, you unique. Sure, there's some folk that can do things better than you. But they can't be you better than you. I might I might couldn't play basketball like Michael Jordan, but I don't believe he can preach like I can. I might can't preach like T.D. Jakes, but I bet you I, I, I'll shoot him in a three-point contest right now. So you got to understand. That that God has deposited. Come on, somebody. I want to encourage you. Understand, them. I was Get to the place where you can appreciate what God has deposited in you. I might can't work on houses like Junebug and them, but then junebug can't. Uh, uh, I don't believe Junebug can. Can uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but well, we thank God for what He has deposited. In us, in us as unique individuals, as masterpieces, you are a masterpiece. Now, if you don't see, listen, if you don't see yourself as a masterpiece, don't get mad with me because I do. If you don't see yourself as something very, very special, don't be sitting back talking to Apostle, you can see it because I, I do and I really do. One of the saints says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That ain't just for Apostle Brian. That's for you too. Now, I don't know who your pet, your people told you you was. I don't know who the devil told you. See, you either going to believe God's report about you or you're going to believe some report of the devil. They, why, one of the reasons God loved David was because David Believe God's, now you might look conceited, in fact, that's what David's brother called David, David believed God's report concerning him, that was one of the reasons God loved him so much, you better understand that one of the reasons w- what will make God real, real impressed with you is believing his report concerning you, you better understand, God. David was a man after God's own heart, meaning God, who you say I am, you Lord, what what you say about me? Lord, what you say I can do? Lord, where you say I can go? Lord, and believe God. Who who else I'm gonna believe? You? Who else, who I'm gonna believe? The media? Who in the world am I gonna believe about me, Robert Bryan? Who who better than to believe my God? Who do you suggest I believe? My culture? My generation? My race? My bank account? Who do you suggest I believe about me? I will, believe, I will believe the report of the Lord. David just believe God. And it was looked at, he says, brother saw him as conceited. Watch this. Come on, run with me, children of God. Go to, uh, where we're going, First Samuel, up around chapter 16. Watch this now. Just watch this. We may end up preaching from here. I don't know. First Samuel 17, actually. Now David got to the what was supposed to be the battlefield, First Samuel chapter seventeen, and uh, down around verse twenty-eight. But David was, you know, Goliath kept coming out, uttering his defiance against the Lord's soldiers. You know, forty days and forty nights, and the soldiers kept taking off, running from him in fear. They kept right on. And David was like, you know, what, is, what in the world is gone? What is this now? Look at verse 27. You know, the Bible says that, that, that you know, go to verse 26. David asked the man standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? David said, This is a disgrace. Can't just talk about, David said, wait can't just talk about God any kind of way, just talk about God's people any kind of way, just talk about,
0: how, David said, how y'all
1: What? This is a disgrace. What will be done? And they they repeated to him in verse twenty seven what what had, folk had been saying that this is what will be done for the man who kills him. But watch this now, because remember, David believed God. You got to believe. You listen. In order to run down a lion to catch a to to take back a sheep, in order to run down a bear, and we've seen bears, we've seen lions, and in order to chase one of them characters down just to get back a sheep, just to get back a little lamb for your for your father. You are either real, real brave or real, real crazy. David did them both. David run them down right, right by himself. he grab them by the hair and beat it. David said, I beat. I, David said, I have whooped the hind part of lions. I have whooped the hind part of bears. David's like, y'all don't know me. You, David said, y'all don't know this kind of stuff that I done been in. Where my courage has been proven. See, what you all, a lot of you all talk about and dream about, David said, I done done it. I done been there. The Bible says in verse 28, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him. See, some of y'all out there, you burning with anger at Apostle Brian. Come on, let's be... Burned with anger. Who the Negro think he is? He's burning with anger. David's oldest brother burned with anger. And asked, why have you come down here? And with whom... Did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Watch this. I know how conceited you are. It won't that David was conceited. Some of y'all out there, you think of Apostle Brian conceited. It ain't that I'm conceited. I choose to believe God. Who you choose? What needs to be examined is not who I choose to believe, but who you choosing to believe? It won't that David won't it? He just believed God. And it looked to the, it, when folk that believe God, it looked to folk that don't believe God like you conceited. So y'all out like there that, that don't believe God, I know how it looks like to you. one of them, a great friend of mine, great friend of mine, great woman of God. I told you when we got into such a big argument about four or five days. It wasn't even funny. We all right now, we all right now. But one of the things she said, to yeah, you, you American arrogance, you full of yourself, you conceited." I was like, "Ain't this something now?" Ain't this up? This same one who followed the broadcast and, and talk about how the blessed message had blessed her and how that was a great word. Right? And now I'm gonna, gonna say, okay, go ahead, keep talking now, keep talking. I tell you, I said, go deeper now, go deeper. I said, you talking now? Because there's four times when a time <laughs> a person person will let you know how they really feel about you. Wise man told me this years ago. Four times. Some of y'all out there, huh? Once when they when they drunk, when they watch this when they drunk. When they speaking under the unction of the Holy Ghost, when they are jesting with you, and when they get angry with you. And that's what she was. She was angry. You know? She was angry. You know, some business things didn't quite, you know, turn out quite like we was planning on. And so I was kind of, you know, looking to move in another direction. She got angry. And it, and that spilled up out. I said, go ahead. I said, go deeper now. Go deeper. After that came about, go deeper. Mess around you get to get the angry with your with your your husband or your wife. Because see if it ain't in you, it can't come out of you. You get angry with your husband or angry with your wife and then holler out I should have never married you, no way. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Uh oh. right.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You get mad get angry with you, you know, with your with a friend of yours or get somebody you've been running around with and I ain't never liked you no way. Oh, okay. Was in Eliab? We don't know if he's ever said this before. But he done got himself. Well, the Bible says he done burned with what? Angry. So I can get some truth out of you now. That's why sometimes you got to push people to the place of anger. Let me hear some truth out of you. No, you wouldn't tell me that. You know, before now you didn't mess around and got mad. And see, now, nah, now, nah, nah, okay. And you just kind of store that up. Just store that up. You yeah. know. Sometime you, you know, and sometime in a fight, you can't really, or a game, you can't really get your, get go until you get angry out there. I was watching a thing uh, the other day, you know, Michael Jordan was talking about how Russell Westbrook and Kobe are both, I both read where well, they both said that how Russell Westbrook reminds them of, uh, reminds them of themselves. You know, Russell Westbrook played basketball like he is mad with everybody.
0: And I like that.
1: I do. I really do. That's the kind of the thing. I, that's where I kind of wanted my guys to play, with a controlled rage, a controlled fury. It's controlled. I mean, you ain't just out of control up in the stands, beating people and, and throwing children down the stairs. But you're playing with a controlled fury. Normally, those end up the stars, in, in whether it be football, whether it be basketball, the characters that play like that. Them will be some of the characters we root for the hardest. How would you feel like they're your, your favorite athlete or something or your favorite football player? He out there running the ball, scared. Somebody gonna hit him. First thing you're gonna be like, what in the world is wrong with him? And that's how God be looking at us. God be looking, when he sees us scared, God be like, what is wrong with him? That cause the reason why you're scared is because you don't believe me. The reason why you scared is because you got little faith. God like to see us courage. God liked that courage in David, and God blessed that courage in David with victory. And I'm here to let you know, child of God, that when you quit being scared, God will bless your courage with victory. Scared all the time. Scared of what? Scared of who? Scared of who? You know, I was down in the where was I? I was like in the northern part of Ghana. A little earlier this year, we had to go meet with one king that had gold on his land. I might as well tell him, had gold. And what he was, you know, wanted was some investors from over here in the United States to uh, come on over there and invest because the, the community was poor, even with this gold that was in the land. You know, you could you could look down. We went, in, went down in a cave. You could look down and the pure ground was shimmering. It's like, what in the world is this? But we went in a big cave, and they told us that years ago the Ghanaian the Ghanian army, thousands of soldiers hid down in this cave because the cave runs like deep down underground and under mountain for about a mile and a half. Then they showed me out in the horizon where the cave come out on the other side, way way down. And we went down in the cave with some of the elders of the uh, elders of the community. You know, one of the saints that traveled with her, she didn't even she didn't even go. She was like, "No, nah, Pastor ain't even going." there. I was like, "I'm going." And the elders. I mean, and out of the elders, there were there were males, there were females, older ladies. Everybody went down in the cave, and I was, you know, had to travel, go through the bush, go out through the bush, and then go down in this cave. Now, in my fleshly mind, I was just as scared as I could be. But I'm looking at these these, you know, our African brothers and sisters, the women, won't know at faces were looking all straight and. Won't nobody afraid of nothing. I was like, I ain't gonna be the biggest chump. I ain't gonna be the biggest punk in the in the mid. So I went down in the cave too. Children of God, we went, huge cave. Now dark. You know, they down there with cell phones trying to light. And we get down there in this huge, huge cave up underground, and bats some of y'all saw the movie Batman. Bats start coming out, wingspan just as long as my arm. They flying all around. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for somebody that might want to break and run with me. That's what I'm kind of. Will anybody break and run with, with? Everybody was. I look around at women's faces, the African women's faces. They won't even think about them bats. They kept right on walking with the leader. I'm like, man, what in the world I done got myself into down here? You know, in my flesh. I was scared. Now I might as well t- tell the truth and shame the what, shame the devil in my flesh. But we pushed on. So, so you say, apostle, what you driving? At? Courage is not necessarily that you're not afraid, but courage is being the willingness to push on in spite of your fear. The question is not whether you're afraid; you don't let the fear stop you. You let the spirit continue to lead you and continue to push you and we went deeper into the cave and checked out everything and saw everything and and you know i told him i said well now when i get back to the u.s i'll find out you know what what we can do you know this is this is africa you know one of the richest continents on the face of the earth you got all kinds of stuff coming up out of africa raw materials that is crude oil you know went past one place in this same ghana Road for miles and miles. Rubber trees. Understand Firestone. Uh, got a whole uh, big plant down there where they be getting the rubber trees and making your tires and all kind of things. All kind of stuff in Africa. So understand courage. No, it ain't that you ain't afraid. You you, you going on in spite of your fear. You know, you think our young, our young soldiers Young men and women that, that 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 risk risk their lives to protect the com the, the country. Don't be afraid going into war, bombs going off and all kind of things. People shooting bullets flying over the head, but they push on in spite of the fear. And that's what God wants us to do. Eliab hadn't learned how to do this yet. And see the people that haven't learned how to do this, a lot of times the ones that because he couldn't be he, he was running with the rest of the Israelite soldiers. Like I was ready to do in that cave. And if any of them had a broken run, it, it wouldn't have took much convincing of me. It took a little more convincing of me to go deeper than it would have took if somebody would have broken run. Because I already I already I already like what said the entertainer say. You know, what we do is said <laughs> say, say as we see somebody running and we just take off running too. Don't even don't need no run coordinator, don't need no run director, we just run and be like what you know, it, come on children there <laughs> you See, Eliab hasn't learned how to, to overcome, allow the, the spirit of God to overcome the spirit of fear, because you're either operating in the spirit of God or the spirit of fear. And so now he sees his youngest brother, Now you know just a few chapters ago, he got anointed as king right in front of Eliab. Eliab was supposed to have been the oldest. He was supposed to get a double portion of all of the father's inheritance. He couldn't, he could, and the kingship went to my little brother. So, you know, Eliab had, had some, had some, some, some issues. Why have you come down here? See, a lot of times, you know, when you got people that are, that, that, you know, um, cause I run into this in ministry in a whole lot of places. I run into this in ministry. In a whole lot of places. You know, what happens when you are when you believe God and you walking in the spirit of God and the boldness of God and the power of God and you you, you just believe God, it it it's almost it, it it almost makes those who don't look like little chumps. Little chumps. That's why that's why Eliab is like, Why have you come down here? Why have you come down here? You know, Eliab thinks did you come down here purposely to make us look bad? You know what happened when the when the prophet when you know what happened just a little while ago in in at the house when we was all dressed up and and looking to be anointed king they left you outside to tend to the sheep you know we thought one of us was gonna be the king either me or Shammai or Obadiah we was thinking we was gonna be the king. Then all of a sudden the prophet wouldn't even sit down until somebody went and brought you. Then they bring you in here in front of all of us and, and right in front of our face, the man of God poured a horn of oil right over your head and anoints you in front of us. Why you come down here, you come down here to make us look bad on the battlefield like you made us look bad in the house? And see, that's that's how people be feeling like when they when they either are not anointed for something. Or they don't want to walk in the anointing that God has given them. You feel like somebody making you look bad. Look, you can't make me look bad. Only I can make me look bad. As we talked about a little bit earlier, listen, I don't care who you is out there and what you got going, what you're doing. You can't be me better than me. You can't even be me. Nobody, you can't, how you gonna make me look bad? As long as I'm doing doing what God has told me to do, and a child of God, as long as you doing, you know you doing what God has told you to do. Who you gonna who you who you who you who gonna intimidate you? Who gonna make you look bad? I'm doing just what God told me to do. In fact, you know that what you doing, what that got to do with me? See, Eliab had the same spirit that Saul had. You check it. It was Saul. Remember, Eliab was a tall, good looking boy. A lot of people thought he was going to be the next king when Saul got when Saul uh, uh, was removed. Problem was, he had the same spirit of Saul. That's why God didn't want him as king. Saul was running scared every time Goliath would come out. Saul was a giant. The Bible says he stood, he stood a head taller than all the other Israelites. He was a giant, too. Eliab was tall, good looking boy. That's why the prophet, as soon as the prophet saw him, he thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. God said, I don't look at the things man looks at. See, y'all out there, you're looking at how many cars in the parking lot. You looking at how, how big a how big a congregation. You're looking at all the kind of stuff that God said I don't even be looking at. God said, I'll be having my God said be looking i be having my special individuals, i be having them, I'll be having them in obscurity. So then when I bust them out, you'd be thinking, well, where in the world did he come from? David, come from, David had come from tending sheep to right in front of everybody that folk thought was so much better to get an anointed king right in front of them. God liked to do that kind of stuff, keep you in obscurity and then bust you out on the world saying, and folk be like, where in the world did he come from? come from nowhere. No, he didn't come from nowhere. God had his eye on him the whole while. And if you had any sense, you would have had your eye on him too. But, you know, because you were jealous of him and envious of him and, and and felt like he had wrong, you missed out. So now, now God, now God really going to make you look crazy. Because you look crazy when they brought, they, y'all didn't even think enough of David to bring him in for the king. King selecting process. You didn't even think enough. So God made hey, you looking real crazy there because the prophet said, bring him in. We will not sit down until he arrives. David come in and the prophet anoint him right in the presence of his brothers. You look crazy then. Now you can made to look even crazier out here on this battlefield. Here come David, not even in the army, come down here to bring you some lunch, come down here to bring you some cheeses from the father, to bring you some stuff, and y'all out there running scared, and now he be the one to go kick a lot. you really going to look crazy in a minute. You better get with them. God has anointed, or God gonna make you look real, real crazy. you you really to look crazy? Thinking they conceited? What make them conceited? Cause they believe me. God said, what make him conceited? Cause he believe me. What could make him crazy? What make, what make him conceited? Cause he got faith in me, and you don't. What make him or her conceited? Because they they willing to they willing to launch out into the deep, and you won't. What make them conceited? Eliab's saying this, see, Eliab's saying this to the king-elect. Uh-oh, hmm. thank you, Holy Spirit. You know Donald Trump is the president. What? Elect, meaning that just as soon as Barack Obama gets to stepping, Donald Trump is going to get to stepping in. He is the president-elect. David is the king-elect. Soon as Saul gets to stepping, David is going to be the next king. And even today, you got folk being careful how they talk to Donald Trump. Folk that would talk to Donald Trump when he was running running to be uh, uh, president or when he was campaigning, you know, they, they got a whole different talk now. I looked on TV just a little earlier today, Mitt Romney. And him and Mitt, Mitt Romney, you know, they shaking hands all, in, meeting and stuff, talking about Mitt Romney, possibly as Secretary of State. You go back and look at the tapes of Mitt, what Mitt Romney and, and Donald Trump were saying about each other and different things. It was some of the worst worst things imaginable but now Donald Trump is the president elect, Mitt Romney watching how he talk and it'll be wise for you watch how you talk now, he's the president elect Eliab ain't got it, he's talking to David any kind of way, and just seeing David anointed king he's the king elect, and you flapping your gums like this here, any kind of way I know how conceited y'all, how wicked your heart is. What make his heart wicked because he believed God and you don't? Whose heart is really wicked? The one that believe God or the one that don't? Whose heart is really wicked? The one who love God or the one who don't? Whose heart is wicked? The one who's trying to do what God say or the one who won't? Whose heart is really wicked? You came down to watch the battle. No, my brother, you came to watch the battle. David fights the battle. Oh, man, it's, it's easy to sit up in the, in the stands and holler about what your favorite athlete ought to do or what your favorite preacher ought to sit in the congregation. Try doing something yourself. He said, David come to watch the battle. No, David come to fight. Nowhere was David sent to watch the battle. David was coming to bring some cheeses to help you fight the battle. But since you wouldn't do that, the Lord, used David. You wouldn't do it. You was running. Eliab and the rest of the Israelite soldiers was running. And I'm hearing David in spirit. I didn't bring this food down here to give you all nutrients so you could run. I came down here to give this food to you so that you could do what God has sent you to do. Come on now, some of you all that are supporting the ministry out there, on the sound of my voice. You su- you are supporting this ministry out here. So Apostle Brian, you know, the Christian Center Church, can things, needs can be taken care of. Apostle, you can go into the four corners of the earth like God has called you to do and, and preach the gospel. Suppose you were sending in, sending in your office around here, and you looked up, Apostle driving a brand new Mercedes. Apostle, on building a great big old mansion somewhere. Apostle, you're going to First thing, yo, wait a minute now, Apostle. I thought we were supporting the ministry so that, you know, you could go into the earth and, and proclaim the gospel. And so that, you know, the, 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 Davis, look, I bring this stuff down here for, for, to nourish you all for track for track practice. Supposed to be fighting. So since you won't do that, God's got somebody that will. Always keep in mind, God got somebody that will. You can do what you want to do. and You can choose not, not to do what you don't want to do. But God got somebody that will. Because God's program gonna go on with or without you, with or without me? Well, all this is, all this talk that Eliab is doing is meaningless. You know, David went on and took care of business. See, and some and, and in life, oftentimes you got talkers and you got doers. And a lot of times, a lot of times, one's doing a lot of talking, ain't doing a lot of doing. I mean, most times in life, most times in ministry, you know, you got spectators and you got participants. You know, do you think I don't know the ones of you all out there that are that are are spectators? All you doing is watching, watching. Then we got some participants, some that are actually out there that are that are uh, doing what needs to be done to push the, the ministry forward. Y'all out there, you're either spectators in, in this ministry. Now I don't know what you're doing in other places, but in this ministry, you're a spectator or you're a participant. God is not calling for you to just be a spectator. Two. The Bible talks about how the wise man will be blessed in, in what he does. Faith without works is dead. One of the apostles said, "Look, I'll show you my faith by my works. Look at what I'm doing. What you doing is to tell the story. What you doing? What you doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the Lord? Because these questions are gonna be asked on judgment. I'm just trying to give you like a pretest. I used to have pretests with my students, tests before the test. Because if you don't do nothing on the pretest, you better believe you ain't gonna do nothing on the test. It's like a pretest. What are you doing for the Lord?" Uh, uh. Now see, you talking about uh, uh with me. How you think it's going to be when you're standing before the great I am, whose eyes are blazing like burning fire, earth and sky fleeing from his presence? you talking about uh, uh with me. What do you think it's going to be like when you got to stand before God? Come on, let's get to work now. Let's get to work. Let God intervene, huh? Let God let God intervene. Let God intervene. Because if not, all everything else is meaningless. Now this ain't even this ain't even what, you know, I had written down to preach, but you know, we just move try to move by the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. One thing about moving by the leading of the Holy Spirit, you'll never go wrong. You might go some different places you won't expect to go. You know, I got a bunch of churches right now. In India, Apostle, Apostle, when are you coming? And when you come, and it's in my spirit soon. And I liked India. I've been over there. I liked India. You know, just hadn't been hadn't been back. I guess in my spirit soon. Thanks, like Apostle, when you coming to India now? When you are been when coming. You know? soon, soon. So let's get God. Let's get God involved so that things, our works, our you know, our, our worship, our it, our lives. Won't be meaningless. You mess around and you don't, you don't get God intervening. You don't get God involved. Your whole life will be meaningless. At the end of the day, you'd be somewhere in a dark corner of hell, somewhere hollering and crying out what you wish you'd have done in life. No, let's do it. We get one crack at this thing. We get one crack at this thing called life, children of God. In basketball, I used to love the last shot in the game. I used to love it. Let me get me let me have that for the last shot. We get one crack at this thing to win this thing. Everything on the line. Children of God, we get one crack at this thing called life. Let's don't live this life and then be looking back at the end of the day saying, man, I wish I would have. Man, I sure, I wish that, uh-uh. I don't want to have no whole lot of them. Man, I wish that would have went to Europe. No, nah, I don't been to Europe. Man, I sure wish I woulda visited Africa. No, nah, I don't been to Africa. Man, I wish that would have, uh-uh. Let's do, let's do, let's make plans to do. Get one crack at this thing called life. Man, I wish I'd have preached for God. No, let's, I'm preaching for Him. Man, I wish I... Uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Let's do. Let's do. Then we won't be looking back saying a whole lot I wish I would have done. Why? Because I done done it. Let's do it. God bless you, children of God. Heaven continue to smile on each of you.
0: Since you can reach us through email at christensenarchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.church.com, backslash member backslash c backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talkshoe Spreecast YouTube and iTunes at 9 and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724 and try D 17959. On SpreeCast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you in heaven, smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.